Okay. Here we go. I want to share with you a few uh, words from uh, the heart, from Jewish mysticism, about an amazing event that took place today and that is preparing us for the incredible holiday of Passover that is coming up in just two weeks, just two weeks away. So what took place today? Today was a commemoration of the very first mitzvah given to the Jewish people 3,333 years ago, today. What was the very first mitzvah given to the Jewish people? The sanctification of the new moon, observing the Rosh Chodesh cycle, the lunar cycle. And today was the new month, the new moon, of, and celebrating the, the new month of Nisan, which is the month of miracles, the month of Passover. The word Nisan means miracles. And uh, today was Rosh Chodesh. Rosh means head. Chodesh means moon, or literally newness. The new, the new, the new moon, or the new, or the head of the month. So, how does it work exactly? What is that first mitzvah given to the Jewish people? And we really have to understand why the counting, the observance of the monthly cycle, is the first mitzvah given to the Jewish people? Why is it so important? And how is it a preparation for Passover? Because it came specifically right before this, the commandments to observe the Passover holiday in preparation for the exodus from Egypt, which took place again to over 3,000 years ago. So the way it works is that the lunar month is 29 and a half days, lunar cycle. Every 29 and a half days, the moon uh, disappears and, and comes again. Um, so the new moon can be spotted either on the 30th day or the 31st day of the cycle. So the mitzvah, biblically, is to sight that new moon. When the new moon is sighted by witnesses, those witnesses come to the high court in Jerusalem and they declare the month. And in that way, we, our, our calendar is really dependent on human interaction. That's the traditional Jewish calendar. Nowadays, we have a fixed calendar because we don't have a high court in Jerusalem anymore. But traditionally, that's, that's the idea. So let's try to understand the essence of the idea of the, the new month and the connection to Passover. So Jewish holidays don't commemorate ancient events. We're not celebrating history. According to Kabbalah, these incredible historical events make a rift in the fabric of space-time. And every year on that same day, the spiritual energy of that event comes back into the world. So what's the energy of Passover that we're trying to tap into? It's freedom, the energy of freedom, our exodus from slavery. 210 years of, as slaves in Egypt. So, but the interesting that the Torah refers to Passover not as a holiday of freedom, but rather as the holiday of springtime. So, what is the energy of springtime? As you know, there's a custom of spring cleaning, right? You start to wake up. The past few days have been unbelievable. The birds, the flowers start growing. You want to go outside again. Now we just changed our clocks today, so there's more time to spend out time. Kids riding bikes playing outside, going for walks. It's, it's, it's a rebirth, a rejuvenation, an opportunity to start over. 
after a long winter. And we clean our house because we spent a long winter inside, time to clean up. But there's a feeling of the world wants to renew, rejuvenate. And in fact, the Torah commands us to do an intense hyper spring cleaning during this time. And that's the preparation for Passover, to clean out every crumb, every breadcrumb from your house. So we're literally turning the house upside down right now. But people clean because there's an energy of springtime that's coming into the world, which is an energy of renewal. And according to Jewish mysticism, we don't celebrate freedom in the springtime because the exodus took place, happened to take place in the springtime. On the contrary, the exodus took place in the springtime because the energy of freedom that comes down into the world at that time enabled us to break out of Egypt. And Egypt in the Torah, Egypt in Hebrew is called Mitzrayim, which means literally a place of constriction. It was a place of incredible tightness, of constriction, of suffocation, and we broke out, we broke free. The Kabbalists explained that that on Passover, the word Pesach literally means the open mouth, that we were we were suffocated, we weren't able to express ourselves, and then Passover comes and we were able to we were free to be who we really are. So the Exodus was really breaking out of nature. The sheep that we slaughtered, uh, the pas Paschal lamb, which is what the whole holiday of pa Passover is all about, represents nature. The sheep was the number one uh, constellation that was worshipped by the Egyptians. And it represents nature, it represents an animal. It's a very passive animal. It's a follower. And uh, we broke away from that subjugation to the realm of nature in fact the word Pesach means to jump over that God jumped over the houses of the Jewish people the angel of uh, the destroying angel jumped over our houses and the Kabbalist explained that what that means literally is that on Passover we have the ability to jump literally to spring it's no no coincidence this is springtime to spring out of the things that are holding us back you know we think that our lives are supposed to continue in a certain way because I was the way I was yesterday that means that I'm going to be the same way tomorrow but that's that's actually not correct we actually have the ability to redefine ourselves we're not slaves to the past we're not slaves to our habits in nature you're right according to the laws of nature um, uh, an object in motion tends to stay in motion if I've lived my life a certain way for a certain number of years, it's pretty unlikely for me to ever change. And uh, in, in Torah, that, that concept is the concept of the sun. The sun represents repetition. The sun rises and sets more or less the same almost every day. Of course, there are changes, but they take place gradually over time. The seasons change slowly. The word year, the solar year in, in Hebrew is called Shana, which means repetition. And uh, there's a famous line from the book of Ecclesiastes, written by King Solomon, Ein chadash tachas hashemesh. there's no newness underneath the sun. In the world of nature, the world under the sun, everything is the same. But above the sun, in the world of spirituality, everything is new. In the world of spirituality, when you tap into the power of spirituality, the power of the soul, you can recreate yourself every second. You are not a slave or a victim to your past. You're not a victim to the traumas that took place in the past or a slave to your bad habits, to your anger, your jealousy, your laziness. You can change at any moment. You have the ability 
to rejuvenate yourself. And that's what the moon represents. So we said the moon in Hebrew, Chodesh, means also Chadash, which means newness. The moon waxes and weighs, wanes each month until eventually it completely disappears. And after a night of complete darkness, it's reborn again. And that's the idea that we can recreate ourselves at any time. So is Judaism a lunar religion or a solar religion? Do we believe in the world of nature, the world of the supernatural? And the answer is both. Because although the Christian calendar, the Western calendar follows a solar year, right? The 30 or 31 days in the, uh, in the, in our, in our uh, Gregorian calendar is arbitrary, right? It's not based upon the moon. They threw in months because of the Jewish connection to, to the original Christians, but there's no, there's no real concept of months in a solar calendar. The months aren't connected to the, to the moon. The Muslim calendar, on the other hand, is completely lunar. And therefore, because of the discrepancy in a lunar year, a lunar year is 354 days, whereas a solar year is 365. So that 11-day that difference means that every few years, uh, a Muslim month is in a completely different season, right? So Ramadan literally circles the, the solar year can come out in the winter, in the summer, in the spring, because it's a, they follow completely, Muslim follow completely lunar calendar. But Judaism follows both. And do you know why? Because of Passover. The moment we received our first mitzvah of sanctifying the, the moon and following a lunar calendar, we also received the mitzvah of Passover, which the Torah calls the holiday of springtime. And that means that Passover always has to come out in springtime, and yet it also always has to come out in the same lunar month, the month of Nisan. So how does that work? So that means that we have something called a leap month. Every few years we add a month in order to keep Passover in the spring. But what, it, what the lesson that we have to take from this is Judaism teaches us that we not only have to live in the world of the supernatural, in the world of spirituality, but we also have to live in the world of reality, so to speak, in the nat world of nature. We have to connect the two the spiritual to the physical. That's the mission statement of Judaism. In terms of the, our personal life, what that means is we need newness. We need to recognize that we can create ourselves and we also need the repetition of the sun, the repetition of putting the new, the new inspiration into actions, into habits, that that's the way we really change. We can recreate ourselves in a minute. You don't have to be bound to what you were yesterday. But the way that the only way that that change is going to last is if you put it into small, constant, and steady actions that you keep up in your life on a daily basis. And we'll talk more about this theme as we go through the Passover holiday together. I want to wish you all a, a chodesh tov, a good chodesh, a good new month. It should be a month, a month of discovering the incredible spiritual potential that you have within the ability to transform yourself, transform your life at any moment. So looking forward to sharing Passover with you and, uh, and more insights as we get closer to the holiday.